But I think we were created to have community, right? And so that's why it's never been good to isolate. That's why COVID was so hard. Like, we didn't realize it. I mean, we got some people that are like, no, nah, I was good. And so you got some of those people that are like, no, nah, I won't be around everybody. But for the majority of us, even those that recharge by themselves, we are created for people. You know what I'm saying? We accentuate our gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like, we see all those things, and that's part of what you have to have is a support system. So one of the things I'm always like coaching people, I was like, who's in your circle? Like who is in your circle that would be here if everything blew up? Mm. Cause everybody's with you right now. Mm -hmm. That's great. But who's with you when you can't play next week? What's going on family? Welcome to Beyond the Ball. This is a uh, another special episode. And just like I told you all before, this is where we help student athletes succeed beyond their degree. And for many different people, that can mean many different things. But today we're in Austin uh, having the privilege of being blessed by the presence of. I, I, I want to I just make sure I position you in the right light. Make sure I position you. <laughs> so he, he's, he's the director of player development, mm -hmm. right? Yes, sir. For, for the Longhorns, a father. Yep. A husband. Yep. A man of Christ. Yep. What, what, what else did I miss, man? Feel me. In. I mean, because you, I, I mean, I just, just just seeing the way that you move and seeing the way you operate, I have a high level of respect for you, coach. Man, I appreciate that. Thank you. I think you hit main ones right there. Well, Work with our football team, married for 11 years, got a one-year-old, absolutely loving that. Um, also a counselor. So I went to school to do some counseling as well. And that's really the main thing outside of just all the ideas need to get, get put in action. I got you. I got. Did I did I see somewhere in the LinkedIn profile that you have you have a doctorate too? I'm or working it? on the doctorate. Oh, right now. okay. So I got two masters okay. and then two undergrad, and then I'm working on the doctorate right now. Man, and this will be the last one. I can promise you that. Man, <laughs> okay. Man, but coach, man, welcome, welcome to Beyond the Ball. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, welcome to Beyond the Ball. So, coach, where do I want to start with this one? Where do I want to start? So, when. When, when, what, what was your first introduction to football? Let's go there. My first introduction to football. Yeah, let's talk. My about first it. introduction to football, I don't even remember, because my dad was a Raiders fan. So there's a whole bunch of pictures of oh. me in <laughs> black and silver Raiders, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So I'm pretty sure that was the first introduction. Um, but the first one I remember is flag football. Mm. And so I remember playing flag football with a bunch of my friends, doing all that kind of stuff. And that was my first introduction. Really enjoyed it, loved it. So played flag for a while, got into tackle. And then it was just history from there. I kept playing from there. And then you went to Notre, Notre Dame. Yep. So I played in high school. It was a blessed opportunity to play at Notre Dame. Had a full scholarship up there. Played for four years. Graduated with a double major. Mm. Still had time left. And then actually went to Abilene Christian University. Played for two more years while I did grad school. What is the experience like in South Bend as a football player? You get to put on that helmet, the shiny helmet. Like, what, what is that experience like? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been back. I'm sure. It's been a long time <laughs> since that helmet came on. Um, it's similar to here in the sense that wherever you go, people want to watch you. Mm. Either lose or win, but they want to watch you. And so Man. it's just really cool to be steeped in the tradition of the University of Notre Dame. It was really fun. Uh, small town, so you're there and you're doing school, you're doing football. There's not really a whole lot wow. around South Bend, so that helps you stay focused. Um, but that was a, that was a good time. Met a lot of good people, got a lot of uh, friendships out of that, but it was definitely a time where you're kind of like, you know what I'm saying? You're in your little bubble just cause there's not a whole lot else to do out there. So you're yeah. playing football, you're traveling around, playing some games and having people boo you. Some people yell at you, but that's really about it. 
Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. South Bend, that, that's, that's cool. I mean, because just looking at the, the tradition, like you mm-hmm. said, and the culture, right? See, mm-hmm. Seeing the culture, and, and even like here, like here on y'all's campus, man, what do y'all put in the Kool-Aid out here, man? <laughs> they, had, they had a culture, man, the whole the whole city of Austin is painted burnt orange. Oh, man, what y'all, sure. what y'all got going, man? Man, it's just people love the city. They love Austin. They love UT. I mean, you got alumni here that absolutely love this place, transform their life, change them. And that's from just students, but then also the student athletes. And so we always have student athletes coming back, sharing their experiences, wanting to work with our guys. And that has been true regardless of who's at the helm, right? Mm. And so that just does something, that proves something. If you have people that want to come back and want to be there regardless of who's around, right? Regardless mm. of who's at the helm, they love this place. You know what I'm saying? So they love the 40 acres. They love Austin. There's always some stuff to do going in Austin. So I know that I said the bubble over here, but and Austin's always something going on, so you gotta make sure you keep your head on straight. Say this is this is my focus, but there's a lot of different opportunities and things you can get into around Austin. So it's hard not to like UT. It's yeah. hard not to like Austin. I got you. So so be, being in this being in this space uh, at, at UT, and I mean you you have you have guys that can come in, and you know typically like in Division One, you know you see guys go off to play football, different sports, mm-hmm. and then like I'm going to the league. But being here on this campus, when somebody walks through those doors and they're walking in this facility and they legitimately have a chance to go to the league, like, how do you keep them balanced? How do you keep them level-headed? Like, letting them know, like, like just how, how do you keep them balanced and level-headed? <laughs> I tell them that they're not as good-looking as they think, first of mm. all. So I got to make sure I keep them humble in every area. Um, but I tell the guys, like, you need to have something you're doing on the side. So that helps you mentally as well as professionally. And so when all you do is put all your eggs in one basket, that creates pressure. And so now you're thinking, if I don't make this, then what am I going to do out here? But then you're in this thing 24-7. I mean, you're always going to be investing in the process when you get here. Off-season, summer, Hmm. in-season, you're always doing something. So if you don't have some things outside of football that you can have as a release, that you can have as something that you can do that you just enjoy, that's going to make the process even harder for you. Yeah. But more than that, when I look at the really successful athletes, they're not just athletes, right? That's what LeBron said. I am more than an athlete. Mm-hmm. And that that caught fire for good reason. You should have side hustles. You should have side things that you enjoy doing because that's going to make you more whole of a person. But it's also going to make you enjoy life a whole lot more because you're going to enjoy the different opportunities you have. And so I tell our guys, like, yeah, man, like, you don't have to have your cake and not eat it. You, know you can have your cake and eat it. Mm-hmm. I know they say that's, that's not the same, but I, I take that same and we flip it around. You can uh-huh. have your cake and eat it too. You can have both here. Uh-huh. Like you go out there and excel at football, but then what else are you? And so a lot of times we'll say you're more than an athlete. I say, okay, prove it. Mm. Who are you then? What else do you do? And I say, if you don't know who you are, then other people will tell you. Mm. That's the question I have them answering pretty consistently. Just trying to get them excited, trying to get them interested. Go try something. Go try something. Go be bad at something. You need the you need the humility. Go be bad at something. But find some other things that you can pour yourself into that you really enjoy. Just to try to keep that humility, but then also keep that freedom of expression as you're going through all those things. So I, I I've talked with a lot of student athletes, not not specifically this institution, but I've talked with a lot of student athletes, and I always hear them say, "I don't have time." Mm-hmm. Right? Because you know I, I I I like to push the podcast narrative and encourage the podcast narrative. Sure. But they say I don't I don't have time to do different stuff. I don't have time to do like what would you say to a student athlete who says I don't I don't have time to go explore new things. I don't have time to try stuff and be bad at it. What would you say to that person? I would say we don't make time. We take time. Oh. And so it's like oh, I don't have no time for that. Okay. Well then you need to look at your schedule and define what time you want to give up. 
And so if we let time or we let life happen to us, then you just end up going wherever the current's going. Mm-hmm. But if you decide this is the, these are the things that I want to do, I'm going to make time for that. I'm going to take time for that. That's when you begin to say. And so, yeah, there's going to be some some investment for that. You may be a little more tired than your students, than your student counterparts in class, mm-hmm. but it's worth that investment. I'm saying it's worth that time. And so you've got to identify, one, what you want to do. I think a lot of times when students and student athletes say they don't have time, it's because they never put thought into what they want to do with their time. Mm. And so all they know is, I feel tired. I'm going to lay down. <laughs> right? Or I'm going to connect with somebody by playing the game. I'm like, that is not connecting unless they're sitting there with you and y'all are talking yeah. and playing the game. Then, okay, cool, you got some connection. But typically it's because we haven't thought about how we want to use our time and we don't think we have any time. Mm. That's good, Coach. That's good. That's good. So uh, I, I was listening to an interview you did, and you were talking about your your, your three C's, <laughs> I, I believe. Can, can, can you break down the three C's for us, Coach, and tell how you how'd you come into this? But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So three C's for player development here at the University of Texas football, and with just Forever Texas in general, our player development for the for the athletic department: character, community, and career. Character, because who you are is more important than anything that you do. You got to know who you are before you go do anything. Community, because we want to get you involved and see what you're passionate about. What do you care about? What gets you going, right? And so once you figure out what you're passionate about, or once you figure out who you are and what you're passionate about, the career piece comes easy. Because I know who I am. I know the things I'm passionate about. Now I find a career. I find different things that I can move into that. And so those are the three areas that we're always trying to develop. Character is just through conversations, through current events that are going on. How have y'all thought about this? When you see this, how are you doing? Hey, this got said to you, or you saw this online. Are you okay? Like, so those kind of conversations are always ongoing. Community engagement, man, what's a pain point? Because a lot of times pain leads to passion and that provides a path. And so we always try and do those things. Like, man, what do you want to do? It's not just, hey, let's go out here and do some random community service that you have no involvement in and you don't care about. Mm-hmm. What are you passionate about? Who do you want to talk to? We had one of our uh, athletes that had a speaking impediment and he came and asked if we could partner with our Moody School of Communication because they put on, I think it's a Camp Dream. And it's for young children that have a stutter. Wow. And so he said, can we can we partner with him on that? And I was offended. I was like, how dare you? Like, how dare you ask me if we can do that? Absolutely, you can do that. Like, you know mm. we can do that. And so we got him and a couple of our athletes to go partner with that because that's a pain point that he had. Right. And he wanted to go encourage other students, like younger students that, you know, may have to walk that path. And so we try to find things like that for community engagement. And then from there, we go to career because is it something you want to do because you're passionate about it? Is it something you want to do because, hey, I'm good at it and it'll help me make money and then I can go live my life over here? Like it just tries to figure out which one of those paths you want to go down. But knowing who you are, what you're passionate about, ultimately lays that up on a platter of trying to figure out what you want to do career-wise. Man, that's awesome because <laughs> I, I grew up with a stutter. I mean, I still stutter now every once in a while, but... That's that, that's that's pretty neat though. Just like just first of all, how you laid that out, talking about the a lot of times how the pain mm-hmm. will lead to the passion, and then create the path. Mm-hmm. But one of your student athletes taking the action, because I mean, I, like I know a lot of times that there's a lot of resources on campus, For sure. and there's different opportunities. But sometimes it doesn't it doesn't get to that point yeah. to the action. Mm-hmm. But I mean, kudos to kudos to the, you know that that young man <laughs> who, who 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 stepped up and said this is an area for me that I want to you know I want to improve this corner of the world absolutely and i'm gonna do it like this absolutely we got a few that have taken we got a lot to take advantage of it but we've got a few that have just taken that that baton and gone beyond 
wow. beyond the ball with it. So they've gone uh, beyond what you would expect because it's really got a hold of them, and they want to make sure they're getting a hold of people too. Okay, so so when when did you take the baton to come into what you're doing now in terms of in terms of player development, but in terms of developing of people? Like when when did you when did you come into that? Talk talk to us, coach. Talk to us. Yeah, so I didn't know I was gonna be doing this. I was playing at ACU, had some opportunities to go to the league, and so you got the combine, all this other kind of stuff. And I remember talking to a coach, and he said, "Do you want to go to the league?" I'm like, "Absolutely." He's like, "Why?" And I said, "Because I want to use the platform." I want to use a platform to talk about my faith. I want to use a platform to help people, to help them understand what life can be like, what they can actually accomplish. And he said, you don't need to go to the league then. Mm. I was like, what? He's like, you don't need to go to the league. He said, just go do that. He said, like, God will give you your platform. Just go do what you feel like you've been called to do. And I was like, all right. And so I didn't go to uh, the combines. I didn't go to the pro days. <laughs> it was funny because one of them told me, like, hey, they asked about you. And I told them that you weren't coming. They just scratched your name off and kept moving. And I was like, why did you tell me that? Like, I'm, I'd have been fine without knowing that information. You could have just kept oh. that to yourself. Um, but I got into it from there. And from there, I started working with an organization called FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I was a chaplain out in Abilene. So there's three universities there. Um, ACU, where I graduated from with a master in communications, Hardin-Simmons, and McMurray. Mm-hmm. And so I worked with all three of those universities. My wife and I, we worked as chaplains for all three of those universities for the athletic teams. And we did that for a number of years. Then we got an opportunity down in Houston because the chaplain at Houston just went to a- had just went to A&M at that time, Mikado Henson. And so they called up and we said, man, that's where we're both from. So we both from Houston said, how do we do this? Do we do this? We said, yes. So we got the interview, did all that. They said, come on down. So we went down to Houston and worked at U of H in that athletic department um, for, I want to say, three seasons with Coach Herman. And while we were doing that, they just saw how kind of enmeshed we had become in the athletic department and also with the team. And so when he came up to UT, he asked, would you come up to UT and not just as a chaplain, but as player development? And so I want you to be kind of heading up our player development program to make sure we're developing our athletes holistically. And I said, absolutely, as long as I can still do some chaplain work. <laughs> like if I can't talk about my faith, then that's just not me. And he said, absolutely. Um, and so thankfully we still have that opportunity to help people develop their faith um, here at the university. So we've got people of all kinds of faith backgrounds, which is great. Um, so we've got some people that are Muslim. We've got some Jewish. We've got some that are you know atheistic or atheist. But um, it's really good to be able to say, hey, what do you believe? Where are you at? How can I connect you with resources on campus? Mm. Um, because we've got people from every faith walk. And again, being at UT, you've got resources for everything, for everybody. And so we just connect them with those things. I've been able to connect with our guys on a faith level, but then also just a life level, a career level. And it was a great opportunity to say, instead of just talking about what I believe, how can I actually put that in work? Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to you know, talk to you about eternal life, but I'm not helping you with your life right now yeah. and talking about jobs and what you're going on, then I'm not really practicing what I preach. And so this was a great opportunity to come in and practice what I preach through. This is what I believe. How can I help you move in that direction? Man, yeah. So how, 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 am, how pivotal, I feel, I feel like you kind of said it and we might, might double dip here, so... <laughs> Charged in my head, not my heart, but um, to to the institution mm-hmm. that may have the resources, but they don't have a player development person in position to mm-hmm. serve those needs, to connect with those players, to do life with people, life mm-hmm. on life. Like, how much of opportunity are they missing right now? They're missing the opportunity. 
Mm. Like if you have the resources to do it and you're not having someone in there that is specifically focused on off the field. Like our guys know, like at the games, I'm just as crazy as everybody else. When our guys score touchdowns, I'm acting like I coached them. Like I did it. I'm like, but I taught him that move. <laughs> um, I'm all, I'm right there with the guys. I love them. I want them to succeed, but they know I've got nothing to do with playing time. Hmm. Coach Sark has never come over to me and said, Kevin, who you think should start? He never has. And if I was a betting man, which we know we can't do until the Blazers outlawed that, we don't do that. He never will. <laughs> hmm. But that's good because our athletes know that this is a safe spot. Like, all right, I'm gonna come here and talk to Kevin. Like, there's not gonna be any judgment on anything. It's not gonna impact what's going on on the field or anything like that. And for programs to not have that space, that person who is solely focused on, man, what are you interested in? What kind of workshops can we put on for you? Who can we connect you with? What alumni do we need to make sure we're reaching out? You're missing the opportunity because we all know the stats about who goes pro and all that kind of stuff. And honestly, how long your professional career is. Well, if we know those stats, we need to be making sure we're investing in that, right? I can tell what you care about by what you put your money towards. And if we put our money towards those things, those people, then we're showing we care about our student-athletes more than just the athlete, but we're talking about the whole person. So as, as we talk about player development, I want to make a, make, make a slight pivot. And one, one, one thing has changed recently in uh, the, the landscape of college football, right? So we, we've seen Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Coach Prime, Coach Prime, take over at Jackson State and then, you know, do what he did down at Jackson and then come to Boulder, uh, Colorado, to now coach the Buffaloes. With, with you being in this realm, uh, like, what, what, just what, what, what are your thoughts about Coach Prime and, like, what, what he's been able to do, uh, like, where he is now? Mm-hmm. But even, I mean, being, you know... Uh, a player of his caliber and then coming to coach. Yeah, for sure. I think anytime you've got coaches that have done it before, it's always going to be helpful. Always going to be a good move when you've got coaches that have played the game before and can say, yo, I've been in those shoes. Obviously, times have changed since Coach Prime <laughs> was in those shoes in college. Um, but that's always a helpful thing. I think Prime's just doing Prime. Like, Coach Sanders is just doing Coach Sanders, which I don't even think people call him that. So yeah, that that's weird. funny. <laughs> I never, yeah. But Coach Prime, <laughs> Coach Sanders, whatever, Dion, he's doing him. And that's what you got to do to be successful. Any coach has to be who they are to be successful. And I think that's what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? It's a natural evolution of the game, of who he is, of what he's doing. So I think it's great for, you know, athletes to see that, hey, you can go achieve and do whatever it is you want to. Um and so I think it's good for football. I think it's good for him. I think it's good just kind of all around. I think he's just continuing that authenticness that you see, I mean, that you saw with him all throughout his career and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so talk, talk, talk a little bit about support system uh, in, in terms of you and your your, your, your family and j- just just the importance of support system because I know that you you do some writing, right? Mm-hmm. I, know you, I know you do some writing and, and I know you do, do many things, <laughs> right? But... Uh, just how impactful it is to have support because I know I know your wife is very supportive of you know what like what you do and Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm I'm gonna let you take it on that man please without her there is nothing cool that has happened I can guarantee you that (laughs) I I look back I'm like bro like what did I really do (laughs) and she's the one that helps me put those things into practice so she's a sounding board so before anything even gets run down here she's already heard it probably two three four five times wow because I just like I have ideas a lot and I gotta have people that help me so she's the number one for sure I think that support system is huge because people will tell you what's good. And if you have the right one, they'll also tell you what's crap. They're like, all right, like that's that's cool. I'm glad you like that. That ain't it. Like that's not <laughs> gonna be the move. Um, 
but I think we were created to have community, right? And so that's why it's never been good to isolate. That's why COVID was so hard. Like we didn't realize it. I mean, we got some people that are like, no, nah, I was good. And so you got some of those people that are like, no, nah, I won't be around everybody. But for the majority of us, even those that recharge by themselves, we are created for people. You know what I'm saying? We accentuate our gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like we see all those things and that's part of what you have to have is a support system. So one of the things I'm always like coaching people on is like, who's in your circle? Like who is in your circle that would be here if everything blew up? Because mm. everybody's with you right now. Mm-hmm. That's great. But who's with you when you can't play next week? When your career is done and they stop, they stop calling. If you can't identify that, then you don't have a circle. That's not it. You don't you don't have people, you don't have a circle. Instead, what you have is some people that are just trying to earn money off you. Like that's all that is. That people are just trying to use you. And so that support system is great because they'll show you blind spots, they'll get you outside of your comfort zone. I mean, it's just necessary. Y'all heard that? You need a support system. Coach Kev said you need a support system. So get you some support system. You know, find the good people that's around you. If everything blows up and you can't play next week. Y'all heard Coach Kev say it. All right, so we're gonna, we're gonna take a slight slight pivot, uh, and now I like to do like a little bit of rapid fire, just okay. to like lighten it up, make everything, make it a little fun. Well, before I do, are you are you a vegan? I actually have gone plant based. Really? I have. Oh man, I guess the spirit told me to ask you because I was gonna I was gonna ask you. just out of me in front of everybody. So now it's like, man, man that's why Kev don't be coming to the cooking. No, I still go. <laughs> just make mashed potatoes for me. Um, you know what I'm saying? Put some corn on. No. Really? Really? Uh huh. When, when did you make that switch? Honestly, so we've done it before. My wife and I have done it before. And so we did it for a good little while. Then because of some health stuff, um, while she was pregnant, we went back towards just like kind of like eating like regular. And then we went back to vegan to say like, hey, we actually felt better doing this. And so we went back to being plant-based. And so it's been probably about another, we just started back up again. So it's probably been about six months. Uh-huh. Uh, so almost like half a year since we've been doing that. So yeah. Okay. Man, okay, that wasn't even one of the questions, but that, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, so here we go. Are you ready? Let's get it. Big parties or small gatherings? Small gatherings. Beaches or mountains? <sighs> mountains. My wife's going to hate that. <laughs> Low tops or high tops? <sighs> Depends on the occasion. Hmm. Okay, what, what's, okay what's, what's, your go, what's your go-to high top? My go-to high top. Ooh, um, right now the Palominos that just came out are fire. So a Jordan One, like any kind of Jordan Ones, love the dark colorways. Like that's that's the move right there. Go to low top. Still gonna be a Jordan One, because um, I just do that's just Jordan Ones for me. But I also like the this the black and gray. I forget the name of them was, but the black and gray uh, low top just they go with everything. Uh, okay. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. I can't ask you. Drumsticks or flats, so I won't ask you. Um, <laughs> Before that, that drumsticks, easy. Light work. Why? Because you ain't gonna do all that extra work and like pulling on it, you gotta get in there and get all. Nah. Okay, okay, well, here's another one then. Drumsticks are boneless. Boneless. Is boneless actual chicken? Yes. Are because you sure? I ate it, so that's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, if I, you got, you got more, uh, you got more food from the boneless, depending on where you go. Okay. You get okay. more food from the bonus. All right, that's it on that. That's it on that. Okay, okay. All right, what's well no, we're gonna end with that. Um, who is who is one person? This is the winner circle of the week segment, and this is where I like to shout out or highlight one person that 
you have seen do consistent work and, you know, they're showing up, they're showing out, they're a boss in their industry, but they've flown under the radar. So who is a person or persons that you want to shout out as Winter Circle of the Week? Golly, how many I, how many I get? You, this is your episode. You do many you want to do. <laughs> um, so first one, y'all don't even know, but it's all right. My wife is Winter Circle of the Week because she's flown under the radar. Well played. Taking care of the fam. Uh, then also the church fam and everybody to be dependent on her for so much. Um, I would say here, man, Derek Ochoa in our video does phenomenal work. Like they're winning stuff like 24-7 and people get so engrossed in the content they're putting out, they forget that somebody made it. <laughs> and so Derek Ochoa and his staff, uh, I mean, they're killing the game. Um, I would also say Ed Jones, because I know you know Ed. Oh, yeah. Man, Ed has literally done everything twice and still done it well. Um, you're talking about Red by he's doing book reviews, he's doing player uh, development conferences and all that kind of stuff. I mean, anytime somebody asks me about how do I get into player development, I don't even waste time. I say, you know what? Go go listen to Ed's podcast. Got to listen to Ed Jones' podcast. Go listen podcast. to Ed Jones' podcast. Hit yeah. him up. Like He's got all that kind of stuff. Um, so they would for sure be in there. And then... I'm gonna pause right there. I, I come up with some more later, but no, that's <laughs> cool. Right that's there cool. All right, no, that's that's <laughs> good, man. Shout out to shout out to all them that that you mentioned. And yeah, man, Ed. So I actually, I mean, me, I've known I've known Ed before, but before he started the podcast, mm -hmm. I said, Ed, what are you about to do? He was like, man, I'm I'm gonna start this podcast. I said, all right, let me help you. Ed has put that thing on steroids. <laughs> that's all I can. You seen the, the like conference? Him. And oh yeah, the. Ed Jones is running. It. You seen this whole setup now? He got oh, the new setup. I ain't seen the setup. I didn't see the product. I need to get checked. Right, yes. I'm gonna go check the setup. Yeah. He, hey, kudos to Ed Jones, man. Kudos <laughs> to him. So I always like to end on this. It's just, uh, what would be one tip that you would leave for a student athlete? You know, they're 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 going through the grind of it right now. They're currently, you know, playing their sport. If it be rowing, if it be track, if it be football. Just what, what's, what, what, what's a word of wisdom you want to leave with the, with the student athlete? You can look at your camera on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you need to define success, outline the process, and enjoy each moment. Because too often we're chasing the things that people tell us success is that don't really mean nothing to you. And until you define success for yourself, you're always going to be chasing somebody else's success. So once you figure that out, outline the process. It's not about the end result. You don't control that, right? I believe God controls all that kind of stuff. So you don't control the result, you can influence it. But you got to outline the process so you know what you're looking at. And then just enjoy the moments, right? Enjoy each moment that you get because none of them are guaranteed. And you never know when you'll look back and be like, yo, I did what? <laughs> so that would be that would be my my word, my little tip. There it is. Please let the people know where they can find you, follow you, connect with you to yeah. find out you know, more about Coach Kev. Yeah, for sure. You can find me at KevWash630, 630, on Instagram, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, just Kevin Washington. So those are the three platforms I'm most active on, mainly Instagram and LinkedIn. There it is. Family, uh, this wraps up this episode of Beyond the Ball. Make sure if you're listening on YouTube, then subscribe and comment down below. You know, if there's questions or anything like that or episode ideas that we can cover. But if you're listening on your, your podcast platforms, then please just write us a helpful review and we can share and shout you out. But until next time, this is Jonathan Jones and this is Beyond the Ball. Out in Austin, Texas with Coach Kev, where we help student-athletes succeed beyond their degree.